0: All right, everyone, and welcome to a brand new show. It is a brand new year, 2019. Normally, I would be saying my name is Ian, and this is Ian Hates Music, or this is Ian Hates Conversations. Instead, we are starting the brand new show that I talked about probably for years now, and it's called Ian Hates Love, and I have a very special guest. We've been talking about doing this for a while. Her name is Sophie. Sophie, please introduce yourself. Hi,
1: everyone. Hi, everyone. Name is Sophie. Known Ian for about a year and a half, two years now, I
0: think. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually a real life person. This isn't like (laughs) someone fake that we made up. We are actually friends and we've had many conversations about relationships and dating and all the stuff that goes along with that. And for people that know the other shows, Ian hates music, movies, and conversations, you know I've wanted to do a relationship podcast for a long time. So figure 2019, what better time to do something new like that? And Sophie was very willing to come on the show. She's going to share a ton of information, hopefully. Right, right? We'll see. It's
1: just the first episode, Ian.
0: That's got true, but we have to keep people listening.
1: Oh, they'll, they'll keep listening. We got, we got just based on our conversations and what we've talked about with the show, It'll, people will be interested. I know that for
0: sure. I got to say, I like the confidence. I definitely like you're coming out swinging. That's what we need for sure. So, you know, like Sophie said, we've talked about tons of things, you know, in the past about relationships and sex and dating and all this kind of stuff. Today, because it's the first show, we figured why not do first date stories? And I think that's a really good place to start. So what I also like about this show is, I'm a know-it-all. I'm always right. And then I've got now another person who thinks she's always right.
1: This also poetic because if you remember, the first night I met you, we started talking about this. And basically, Ian Hates Love was born without us knowing that.
0: It's very true. No, it's honestly very true. And what I like about having you on the show as well is it gives that other side of the story. So we've got the male point of view. We've got the female point of view. And I'm going to be able to ask you questions that I don't always get to ask people. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Let's start off right away with first dates for you. Are there typical places that you get taken to on a first date?
1: No, not really. I think it's pretty standard. Especially if depending on how depending on how I meet the guy, it's dinner or dinner and a movie, etc. Nothing really exciting. I don't I don't think people really stretch to do anything too crazy on a first date because again you're still you don't know if you like each other yet right you've met very briefly
0: but you did mention you're still doing movies you're still doing dinner do you not have the whole oh we're just going to meet for drinks on a first date
1: yeah i've done the drinks then i think it generally turns into it's like oh drinks and then oh if you're really having a good time we'll stay we'll get dinner etc but i feel like in today's world guys are less likely to commit to a really expensive first date so drinks and dinner they'd rather just start with drinks and seeing okay is this girl interested or am i even interested from my experience at least lately
0: yeah has that changed over a certain amount of years like were you used to something different and then now you're used to this you know quote-unquote norm
1: i think just when the dating world has changed first dates have changed with it I think back, even when I was in like high school and college, it was very much, if you wanted to be that formal and ask a girl on a date, it was dinner, a movie, et cetera. Whereas now with the dating app world, it's very much, I can have five first dates in one night. I'm just going to commit to one drink and then see what's going on with that. I don't very much think it's, I'm going to commit to a whole evening with you.
0: Have you actually done that? Five no, dates and what? Okay.
1: I've never actually been on a dating app.
0: Wait. No, seriously, Seriously. no dating apps,
1: no dating apps. Never. I've only ever met guys out in the wild. That's my, my signature move. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love the, how organic it is to meet somebody out or meet somebody in a situation where you're maybe not as comfortable. Whereas I think Mm -hmm. it's very easy to hide behind an app and say all these things about yourself and then find out that they're not that person in real life.
0: But knowing you for as long as I have, I'm pretty sure you're a relatively conservative person, though. So when you're out, and I'm assuming guys would then have to come up to you and ask you for that first date.
1: Is that a joke? <laughs> conservative how? Because I feel in most of the scenarios where we've hung out, mm-hmm. which all of them, there's been alcohol involved. And usually when I'm drinking, I'm very... Open to meeting new people, meeting true. in different scenarios. Whereas if I was out to lunch with my with my girlfriends, I'm not going to be looking for a, a guy. But in the scenarios where it's big groups of people and people are ha- having fun, I'm very much more open to, to talking to strangers or meeting new people.
0: No, I, I think you misunderstood. So when I meant the conservative part, I could have sworn that we've actually talked in real life about how you would never ask a guy out.
1: Oh, true. true. Yeah, that's where I was going
0: with that. Yeah, yeah.
1: In terms of like making the first move, right. I always leave it up to the guy. But not to say that in conservative in the fact that I'm not showing a little interest, mm-hmm. but to actually make the first move of ask asking me out or anything like that, I definitely leave it up to the guy.
0: Right. Yeah, I wasn't saying like, oh, when you're out, you wouldn't talk to people that you maybe didn't know, but you weren't making that first move. You were still saying the guy has to do that first.
1: Well, I think that depends too, because like for example, I have one memory or like scenario where if I'm at a bar and there's people drinking at the bar and I'm having a good time, and like I'll I'll rope them in the conversation or I'll make a like and if I'm interested, I'll make a way for them to feel comfortable approaching because I think especially this day and age, guys are more fearful than ever to approach women for sure, which I think is somewhat fair. I think you should always approach any scenario with a little bit of fear and. Mm just be a little bit cumbersome in that sense. But I definitely am not afraid to say hi or anything like that. But in terms of making the first move of actually showing interest, no, I don't do that.
0: Right. So then what would your normal, what would be then a standard way that you would accept a date from someone who's new who you met out since you're not on a dating app?
1: Usually if I'm having a good night and, they're, and I'm having fun with them and they've they've either come into my friend group and we've started to have fun or we've started talking. I'll ex- we'll exchange numbers, obviously. And then a little bit of talking will ensue. And then we go on. Like, usually I don't accept or be or am offered a first date after just the first meeting. Very rare, I'd say, that occurrence.
0: Oh, okay. So it's more, you're a person who's going to maybe talk by text, maybe even get together as like friends. And then maybe something comes out of that
1: yeah and i think it depends on the guy too is how sure. they're initiating it are they i mean i think especially if the guy's looking for a hookup he's going to try a lot sooner to get me to come out and do whatever but if he's actually looking for oh i have fun with you i want to take you on a date he's going to initiate something one-on-one versus like oh in a friend group uh, in a drinking scenario or something like that
0: right so mm-hmm. as a woman who's not on a dating app and Like, I've known you, so I know you had dates. You've had plenty of dates since I've known you. So you're doing pretty well just out there without an app. I'm trying to think of how to word it correctly, but I guess maybe it's more, have you seen any difference in the people that are coming up to you now than before? So do you have less people that are trying, or do you still see that a lot of women are accepting dates or getting to know people, exchanging numbers out in the quote-unquote wild, like you said?
1: Well, it's funny because I was just talking to a friend that was in from out of town and she had a similar experience of she is on dating apps, but she's found the last two guys that she's dated just organically in the wild. Okay. And I don't necessarily think it's any less, but I honestly, I think there's, I think we overestimate the amount of people on dating apps. I think the the people on dating apps are on multiple. They're not just on Hinge, Bumble, Tinder, whatever they may be on. They're on all three. Right. So While it may seem like there's however many million users, I think it's very saturated in the sense of it's the same people using the same apps, trying to find the same, again, it's the same pool of people. I think there is still a genuine amount of people that aren't on any of these apps. And again, those are the people that I want to start connections with not in the sense that there's anything wrong with dating apps, but um, I, again, for my, I, I like a guy with confidence enough to be able to come out to me and, in the wild, and again, not saying that a guy on a dating app doesn't have that, but I just find that that organic situation much more attractive to me than a bunch. Uh, and again, I have a ton of friends on dating apps. I know the scenario, a girl on a dating app, you can be in, bombarded with 10 to 15 guys a day of, and that's just a lot of noise to me. I don't pick out quality that way. I'd rather ju- I'd rather just see what connection is there in real life rather than having to sift through all of that junk. So to answer your question, do I feel like there's any less? Not necessarily, because I have really nothing to compare it to in terms of the number decreased over time. I don't think so, but I think my attitude also has changed. So that's changed the amount of people that have approached me. But again, that's just based on my relationship status, how often I'm putting myself out there, et cetera.
0: Yeah. Go into that a little bit. So- are you just saying in relationship status that that has changed over the years or are you more confident when you're out with people that you know what you want? What's changed that made that better for you?
1: I think just relationship status in general, obviously if I'm in a relationship then I'm not going to be seeking anything else. For sure. I mean, especially if I'm if I'm hung up on somebody, I'm again not going to be but there's also scenarios where I am hung up on somebody so I'm trying to find a new connection more quickly. So I think that has changed. My attitude on dating has changed over the last even couple of years. Mm-hmm. So depending on what, I guess, mood or phase of or season I'm in, so- it changes the way that I'm approaching meeting guys.
0: Do you have any of that feeling? Because I, I've heard people talk about this in the past, starting a brand new year. Are you looking for that to be like, oh, no, I don't want to be alone at this beginning time or, oh, I want to be with someone because I like this beginning part with Valentine's Day coming up with all that crap. Does that change your opinion on things?
1: I think for me personally, no, but I think I'm very unique in that sense, whereas I would rather, again, and this all ties into why I'm not on dating apps, et cetera, I would rather have one genuine connection mm-hmm. and it not work out than have 15 that like might come close to that. Like I I genuinely would rather find one guy that I actually want to be with and want to spend time with than waste my time with a bunch, but just have that person for that, for that Instagram or that holiday photo. To me, it's, it's always going to be quality over quantity.
0: So then does that mean that when you're out and about doing whatever that you've always got someone that you're thinking about or that you always have something on the horizon that you're looking forward to?
1: no absolutely not i think it's i don't necessarily think i'm not always chasing that next i think that's very i think dating is addictive in the sense of like you're constantly trying to find that connection and when you don't have it you're thinking about the last time that you had it and a lot of people perceive that as oh i'm not over this person and i've definitely been there where i've thought that i was over somebody but didn't have anyone in my life so i constantly just think about him where okay well i know i'm over this but why do I still feel this way? It's because there's no, nothing new. So that's why I just try to focus on other things outside of dating, like work or friends or, you know, there is life outside of just.
0: What? There people. is?
1: <laughs> of
0: That's, that's crazy. That doesn't even make any sense. There would be no Ian hates love if everyone wasn't thinking about that stuff all the time, obviously.
1: I just think that I can compartmentalize really well. Again, I'm not any, I think a lot of girls are on a timeline and, to be honest, I understand it. It's biological. Sure. If you want uh, to settle down and have a family, you, there is a timeline of which you can do so. So I think especially in the in the late 20s that I'm – well, mid to late 20s that I'm in currently, mm-hmm. a lot of my friends are in that spot where it's like if they're with the guy that they're with, it's either is this, is this my forever dude or is there something else out there? Or if they are sure that is the guy, it's, okay, when is he going to propose? When can I move on to the next chapter? The third is a single is I need to find somebody, which True. again, I don't really put myself in any of those boxes. I think it's just having preconceived notions and ideas of what a relationship can be, or you're putting too much on the guy. And I think that's where the biggest rift between men and women in dating and understanding relationships is, is timelines and understanding and putting so much of what you want on a person before they even let you know what they do want, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. It's expectations and having those, yeah, having each person be on a different level of those expectations, right?
1: Absolutely. Which it it doesn't make sense because what's the number one reason people I think break up is communication. There's breakdowns in communication of whether or not they didn't know how to communicate their feelings, they didn't communicate what exclusivity or whether or not, and that causes. I mean, I just think that's the m- main breakdown, and because a lack of communication of expectations. Most relationships, I feel, are doomed from the start.
0: Very true. No, that's that's actually really well put. So let's go back. I mean, people learned a lot about Sophie there. So let's go back now to first dates. Yeah. We know some of the general background of what you're looking for. When you're on that first date, when do you know that it's going well?
1: I think this is very cliche, but it's also very true. If he's making me laugh and he's making me feel engaged in the conversation that is so important. I think yes, you can get caught up in physical appearance, you can get caught up in where you are, what's around, and I think that's there's a lot of noise that can happen. But if sure. I'm so focused on the conversation that I'm not thinking about any of that and I'm and I'm and I, and I and he's making me laugh so much so that I don't notice anyone else, that's really important to me.
0: So then the antithesis then is that if it's a bad date, you're not connected you know, you're going off on weird topics that you really didn't want to talk about. I'm assuming that's what you're talking about as well.
1: Yes. So, so. I mean, I've had friendships and relationships start off with things that you should never talk about on a first date, but, sure. you, but I've actually turned out really well. So it's, I don't think there's any topics or anything that's off limits for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty open book as you've known. Yes. I, I really don't tend to hide anything. If somebody asks me a straight up question, I will answer it. But if I feel comfortable enough that I, it doesn't feel awkward, I really don't think there's anything off topic or anything that you can't ask on a first date, which a lot of people will disagree with me on that.
0: True, true. I would say so. I mean, it's based on what you said again about expectations. On recent first dates that I've had, I have women bring up marriage, kids. Oh, yeah. I have all, oh yeah, that comes up now on a regular basis. And I'm not dating people that are like older. I'm dating younger women and that's still where their mind is. It's almost like women now, they want to put that stuff out right away.
1: I can understand and appreciate that because if, again, at this age, this mid twenties, late twenties, I don't think anyone wants to waste their time anymore. So I think by putting it out there, I actually, I mean, my initial reaction is, Oh God, because that's not (laughs) something that I would do or say, because again, that's putting on way too many expectations, but it's also, if you, if, if they're dating and they're trying to find somebody that wants that, if they're not acknowledging that on the first date, then they could end up starting a relationship with someone that doesn't want that. So that's not doing anybody any good because then it, at least if you can just nip it in the bud then, of, oh, we don't share the same interest. But I also think that's a very risky move of oh yeah you bringing up all those things. And I mean, I don't even know your middle name yet. So it's <laughs> like something as stupid as that. I think there's just some bases you do need to cover before bringing up the whole marriage, kids, and a white picket fence. But I don't necessarily – I still stand by I don't think there's any, anything necessarily you shouldn't bring up. Because yeah. you got to speak your truth at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, and I'm not saying – believe me, I'm not saying they haven't put their drink order yet, and they're like, oh, just so you know, <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad yet. <laughs> yet it hasn't gotten there. Oh, just but wait, uh, six months. For sure. Yeah, well, it's – I mean, we're coming up to Valentine's Day. Yep. So, you know, that's how it's going to be. But now let me ask you then – is there a way that you can quantify when you know you're having a bad date and then what you do on that first date? What do you do to get yourself out of the situation or do you ride it out?
1: I think certain behaviors definitely quantify having a bad first date. If I'm at all concerned with what's going on on my phone or what time it is, Mm -hmm. not not having a good time.
0: Uh, Okay. Sure. Again,
1: the best first dates or dates in general that I've had, I don't pick up my phone. I don't check my phone. He doesn't check his phone. That's so big to me. Right. I think, Um. I mean, we. you can definitely get into this on a later podcast, but <laughs> the love languages, I really buy into those and understand those. And I think it's important to understand your love languages. Yeah. And my biggest thing is quality time. Sure. So if you can't give me your undivided attention for that short amount of time, then you're not, not going to, it's not going to happen.
0: So actually we might have to do that show. Because I feel like that's the one thing I'm terrible at, out of everything.
1: I think that is so crucial in understanding everything. I mean, again, that's very cliche, very cheesy. But if you actually take the time to understand how you give and receive love, so much of issues that you've had in previous relationships make so much more sense, especially in younger relationships, at least for me. After understanding my love languages, it made so much more sense of, why I was picking the wrong guys.
0: Oh, oh. Then I think I misunderstood you there. So when I when I thought you were saying that, I totally agree with the cell phone thing. Like normally when I'm out on a date, my cell phone is in my pocket. I thought you meant more about like reading a person to know whether or not they're having a good time or a bad time.
1: Oh no, I think that's that goes hand in hand with that.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, well then I'm bad we- at that other part.
1: If he's picking up his phone or she's... I don't care how good a time you're having. It's not it's not what you think. Because oh, for sure. If somebody is so engaged and having a good time, I think the very first sign that they're not is if they're searching for anything to break eye contact or break the connection or break the the talk because they're uncomfortable. Right. If you actually spend time looking at someone and engaging in a the conversation, there's no way they to say, oh yeah, that was a terrible date.
0: Right. Yeah, I and I totally agree with that. I think some of the best dates that i've had are ones where you literally lose track of time. Exactly. And really the only way you know what time it is is by how many drinks you've you've gotten like something like that there's there's a timeline there but other than that you go you know do you want another drink and you look at your phone to see what time it is you're like whoa 3 hours passed by. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah, i and- totally get that. I think it's more i think where i was going more was like, I had a date recently, and we can go into that later, but in that date, the girl seemed to be giving me all the good signals, but then later on, when we were texting, then I got the no signals.
1: Wait, can you explain a little bit more about it?
0: Well, do you want to just go into it then?
1: Absolutely. Isn't
0: okay. This, <laughs> this
1: right. Is right into our topic of first dates.
0: So, this was a dating app. Mm-hmm. It. I actually did this thing on Bumble. Okay. So, I did this thing on Bumble. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. We're talking over each other. What'd you say?
1: So I think that's important to note because Bumble, that is the app where you, the the girl has to reach out to you, correct?
0: Yes. So I think
1: it's important to note. So she's had to have shown interest in you to reach out and want to pursue.
0: Yes. And by the way, just so for anyone that doesn't know Bumble as well, one of the things girls do now to make it like the guy is doing the reaching out is they will not click on you or they will not talk to you unless you extend them. For another 24 hours, because that's the only thing a guy is allowed to do. So they make it seem like there are some girls actually that have told me, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have talked to you unless you extended.
1: What is this sorcery? I don't understand.
0: It's a way for women to still be in control, but show that a guy made the first move. That's exactly what it is.
1: We have to get into this more a little bit later. <laughs> the whole idea of control in relationships, I think, is so fascinating. But we'll... Oh,
0: for sure. No, no, absolutely. We can definitely go into that. But yeah, I, I met her, I had done this thing where for about 40 days or so, I had a countdown on Bumble that I was deleting Bumble. So mm-hmm. that got a lot of attention for some reason, I don't know why, but I did delete Bumble. So she was my last date while I was technically on the app. So we, we went out for drinks and it was one of those things. It was like two and a half hour, three hours passed without us looking at our phone's we're just enjoying each other's company. It seems like everything's going well. She's like, keeps on getting closer to me while we're at the bar. She is putting her hand like on my shoulder when, you know, she's laughing, like all that kind of stuff.
1: What was she drinking?
0: Uh, white wine. Okay. Yeah. So I just had Stella. We should get sponsors for the show. I had Stella. <laughs> she had white it's wine. It's
1: important to see what she's drinking because alcohol, different alcohol affects people in different ways.
0: So. Very true. But these were just moderate glasses of white wine,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so nothing like she wasn't putting back shots. You know, it wasn't anything like that. It wasn't pickle back shots or anything. So it just,
1: <laughs> that's a direct hit, Ian. Thank you.
0: That's what I do. So, date seemed to go pretty well. We got out, and she gave me like a huge hug. Like I, I know the differences between hugs and everything. She gave me this huge hug, and when we had been talking during the date, she had mentioned you know, some of her dates on Bumble that she had had before, and she mentioned a guy who she said she had broken up with him, well, not broken up, he had texted with her the next night after their date, and had wanted to go out and do something else, and she had said, I'm sorry, I'm not interested, and what she told me, she wanted to say that this guy she thought was extremely gay, and just didn't know it yet. That- yeah, so we had had a little conversation about that because I've known people that that's the same kind of thing that's happened to them. So I made the joke after she hugged me. I said, well, look, I'll text you tomorrow, and you can tell me if you think I'm gay or not. And she, like, cracked up, and she put her hand and, like, slid it down my arm and said, trust me, Ian, you are not gay. And <laughs> gave me, like, another big hug and was like, look, I'm traveling, but I'll see you in the new year. Okay. So then I didn't text her. I texted her the next day and I said, look, I had a great time, made a joke. She laughed, said she had a great time. I didn't text her until New Year's Day because I knew she was traveling. So I texted her and said, hey, are you free at this time? I thought, you know, if you wanted to go out and have dinner. She gave me the text that she has been seeing someone else and wants to continue seeing them. So she apologized.
1: My thoughts on that? Wait, go As as soon as she brought up another guy, whether or not she thought she was interested, that was a huge red flag for me.
0: Well, we were talking about my interest in joking about Bumble on Bumble, having the countdown, was that we actually had a conversation about first dates on Bumble. So that's the only reason that that was brought up.
1: See, to me, that's very friend zone. To talk
0: about 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 open stuff?
1: To talk about other dates and other other things, like if I'm really interested in a guy, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna bring up other guys to him. Hmm. Do you know? Because unless well, like, I'm you... trying to like spark a little, I mean, no, I'm not on a first date. I'm not trying to make make him feel uncomfortable by that. I don't know.
0: So to talk about failed dates is a bad thing
1: on a first date, maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah. really.
1: I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I would not vibe well if someone told me about that.
0: Interesting. Well, maybe I learned something then.
1: I just, uh, I would like to, I would want them more to focus on the current. Sure. Like, what, rather than, oh, these are all my failed dates. Uh, then you're just like setting me up for failure. Or, so what, you're having a terrible experience on this app? Why are we out right
0: now? Maybe. I guess I thought that when you do that with someone, you're kind of commiserating a little bit. And then to find humor in things that don't normally have humor then maybe that works in a way. Like right now, that story, even though it sucks for me, I still think was funny because I thought I had read everything correctly and yet still didn't. You see what I mean?
1: Yes, I agree. I think the, I agree with you that she made it seem like, and I think she did have a good time. Um, But I do think she was seeing another guy and progressing with another another guy while she was still dating you. Oh, for sure. And that made it pretty obvious as soon as she started talking about other dates.
0: Just to clarify, it was just the one that she talked about, and that is not the guy. So I'm just just mentioning that. But she asked me, yeah, she asked me about Bumble, and that's how the conversation started.
1: See, that's just weird to me. I don't know. I don't get good vibes. (laughs) It's just very striking to me because I've had a guy do that to me. Brought up like, oh, I'm not on dating apps anymore because this, this, and that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I just thought that was. Well, it was different, I guess, because he didn't bring up a specific girl. He just said he didn't like the girls that he found on dating apps because we didn't meet it on a dating app, obviously. Right. Like I like to say out in the wild. Out in the wild. But <laughs> it it was reassuring to me when he told me that he wasn't on the dating apps anymore. Mm-hmm. But I didn't necessarily take that for 100% stock because, again, I had only known this guy for a week at that point. But if you started talking about a specific girl, then I think that would have been very weird for me.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I guess, I mean, because I was on dating apps for a while. So some of my actual relationships I got from dating apps, and we definitely had conversations about previous people and bad first dates. Because I think on the first, yeah, I think that's what, I, I guess now I've been kind of attuned to that because that's kind of what people bring up.
1: To be honest, I think it's so important to focus on more positive things than failed anything. I'm not going to go into a first date talk about my failure at work, my failure so, in dating, and my failure in anything. <laughs> I want to focus on positive things. I'm trying to make myself attractive to this guy, not like oh, apparently she can't get anything right. Like obviously, if other dates had been successful, we wouldn't be on that date. True. So that
0: process. No, that is true, and. That is obviously where you and I are also different on that is because I'm not that positive of a person, as I think you know that, but I always look at things as being open and honest, not as being negative, but being or telling the truth, I think. And I know that you can substitute different truths that you want to tell people so that is more positive and you're not lying. But normally I'm very open with everything that's going on in my life.
1: True, which I think we're similar in that sense, but I do think you tend to focus on the more negative, sure. and it's important to focus. It's only your side of the truth. So you're focusing, you choose to focus on the negative side of the truth, whereas I think that you have a lot of positive things that you, but you don't focus on those because you tend to more focus on the negative. And not saying that I don't either. I definitely yep. have moments where I'm focusing on negative, but again, if I'm interested in this guy, again, in a first date scenario, if I'm interested in this person, um, the conversation is going to be a lot different than the conversation that I have with my friends of what's going on. Sure. Yeah. So and I would Not any different, not, not truth wise, it's going to be the same, but I'm right. not going to tell my first date that the shitty day that I had at work in the same oh, way nice. that I would tell my best friend.
0: No. And I agree with that too. I do the same thing. I, I find more humor in the negative sometime. So I spin that when I'm on a date. So, it sounds way better than what I'm telling you because we're trying to, obviously, we're trying to be honest on this show and, like, tell people what our real feelings are. So, I am open and honest on a date, but I do spin things in a more positive light. There's never really talking about anything depressing. It's more jokes about stuff that would happen, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that's true. No, I can see that. What do you feel?
0: Oh, go ahead. <laughs> go I ahead. want to
1: segue this because I know this is something we've talked about, but I, I know that we love to talk about it. What are your feelings about who pays on a first date?
0: So, I, I will tell a couple stories about this. Then, I go in as a guy. I go into a date thinking I'm paying for everything, no matter what. That's What if the she way... invited
1: you to the date? You still said you'd pay.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I look, maybe, and look, I'm single, so maybe. I have only met the wrong women. That is completely possible in my life. But there has never been a woman who has paid for any meal except for one. And I've been on, and this is not a brag, this is not anything like, I've been on so many dates. Like, that's why we're doing this show is because we have stories to talk about. Like, when I have Kelly on the show, you know, my co-host for Ian Hates Movies, she has tons of stories about things she can talk about. You have tons of stories about things you can talk about. We have been out on many, many dates. It's just one of those things where literally I have only had that happen one time. Whether it works out, whether it doesn't. There was one girl that I dated for probably two months recently. She said every single time we went out, we would split the check. And every single time we did. And it had nothing to do with how much she liked me. It had nothing to do with anything else. She always wanted to split the check. And that's what we did.
1: How did that make you feel, not paying for it?
0: It was awesome. It was so great. Yes, it was so great.
1: See, because I think that guys don't like that. I think they want to pay, but they don't want to necessarily fork over the cap. They want to feel like they're paying. And I think splitting the check hurts some guys. Because I'll be honest, Mm -hmm. you know this about me. I'm not someone that goes on dates for a free meal or anything like that. Like I'm not wasting my time. Like I honestly think time is too valuable for that. I could be spending time with friends, with anybody else at work, rather than going on dates that I don't think are meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. I don't care about a free meal. I can afford my own meal. Thanks. Yes. But, but I do think a guy should pay for the first date because I will always offer. I will go for the reach. Which is good. I think it's important because... Even If that does turn into a relationship, I think it does need to be split. I don't think it should be one-sided for anything, whether it's sex, anything, money, everything should be split if you're in a relationship. But at that initial date, no matter who asks you on the date, I think a guy should pay.
0: I'm not against that. But look at it from a different point of view, too. So what we've talked about so far on the show, there are two things that you need to happen for a guy to go out with you. You need a guy to ask you out. And you need the guy to pick up the bill on the first date.
1: Yeah. How, why is that so? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't it, feel like that's asking for a lot. Well, if you I think about no, it. I don't necessarily need because I've had first dates where I've split. Mm-hmm. But I've left that date feeling like, okay, I don't know that he's that interested in me.
0: So I think that's where we're going to get around to something very similar, but from different angles. So if the guy doesn't offer to pay for you, do you think that the guy doesn't like you and feels that this is going to be the last time that you guys see each other?
1: Not necessarily because I've had scenarios where we split the check, but it depends. For example, I was having a really great first date and we ended up sitting and drinking the bar for hours. Right. And the bill was heavy. Yeah. I mean, we're we're sitting drinking and it was, we were drinking craft beers. So the bill came out and it was a lot. So I felt that I was, there's no, I mean, obviously I'm having a good time with this guy. He's having a good time. I don't feel like he should pick up the whole bill. Sure. But I think I could see almost the, the wheels turning in his head of, wait, this is our first date. I should, I should really be picking this up, but I didn't want him to make him feel bad about it. Right. So that's why I said, no, let's just split it. And then we ended up going to another bar anyway, where he picked up the rest of the tab, but oh, I okay. felt like, right. but I also felt like in that moment, okay, did I just ruin things by splitting it? Because are we now in the friend zone? Is this a friend zone thing? Am I just, did I just go out and have drinks with a friend?
0: Yeah, no, no. I can see that for sure. I think you
1: send a message to a girl when you pay, like, this is a date I'm paying versus this was a hangout.
0: Oh, okay. I I can get what you're saying on that one. I guess I don't go out with women just to hang out and maybe they have friends that do. So, I mean, that could be different. Like we've had a group of people that hang out, right? I still Mm -hmm. feel weird about splitting that. That's just me. I don't know, it's a weird thing. I would rather be on a separate check than have to split up a check with people. That's just a that's just my own little thing.
1: But that's there's there's always been like multiple women in our group. Yes. Some of them in relationships, some of them not. But why would you feel obligated to pay for those girls?
0: It's not an obligation to pay. I just feel weird like I've always I think maybe as a guy you feel different about this when you grow up watching movies where they're like these really fancy guys paying for everything. Like you kind of want to be that person that just can put down enough money for everybody.
1: Yes. And I understand that that's your very soft masculinity then, <laughs> But
0: <laughs> Hey, nothing about my masculinity is soft. All right. Let's get that. <laughs> let's get that out of the way.
1: But I do think it's damaging to a guy. And I used to not think this way. I think as of recently, like even in the last two years, my thoughts on this have, have changed just um, based on recent experiences mm-hmm. of, because I always thought it should be split hundred percent down the middle. And I think this for girls, a lot of it is if, if you feel the guy is paying, then you owe him something or they feel owed something. And most likely that's repaying them in some kind of sexual way.
0: Right. And I think you're a pretty shitty guy if you think that way. Like that's not me just being on the side of women. I think that's a shitty way to feel. I think the way, at least the way that I feel and I know friends of mine feel, what we don't want is to be the rube that is just taking someone out so that they can have a good time on your dime, basically. Yes. Yeah. It's because you know that just like there are, you know, tons of bad guys out there, there are tons of women that take advantage of guys all the time for free food and free drinks
1: exactly and i think that's where the balance is is of wanting to split it and make them know that because that's my way of showing i'm interested and i want and i don't want you to just have to pay because i don't know how else as a girl to show that because when i don't think there's anything worse than when the check comes and the girl just looks down it just expects you to pick it up oh i've
0: been there 90 percent of the time
1: i think that's i could not that makes me uncomfortable i could not sit through that because i just think it's no, I'm on this date because I'm interested in you because I see something, not because I want a free meal.
0: Right. And I think, I wish there was some way that women, and and guys too, from the opposite direction, that you could really show someone, but things are so variable. So you don't know, even if you had a great first date, you don't know what that person is really thinking. You don't know what the, other. you know what I mean? So there are no guarantees for anything. So it's just more that, What I would like a woman to do is at least reach. I am always going to pay. Always. It's what men have always been trained to do. I'm always going to pay. But if a girl insists on splitting or she's like, oh, no, I will pick this up, I'll be like, oh, well, maybe she didn't enjoy herself. But then I have to think now because I've had an experience with a girl, you know, she split it every time, that maybe that's just the way some people are. So I don't hold it against people.
1: Yeah, I just think it's it's interesting because if you get... Because I do think there are a lot of girls and even some of my friends that will go on dates and accept dates just to get a free meal. Right. And I think that's a very real thing. But I also For think sure. that there's some guys that just want company and just want to... will just... will want that. Like, oh, yeah. I'll take a girl out just because I need something to do that night. Sure. Which I think is the reason why I feel the way I do about splitting the check. Right. But... I, it's definitely it's, it's it's a statement when the guy insists on paying on the first date. Okay. Like I will fight a few times. I'll say no, no, no like <laughs> sure. <laughs> and if they're really insistent, insistent on paying, then I let them. But then I'll always be like, okay, well I'll get the next one just to show that I'm interested in a second date. That I want to see you again and that it's not just I expect you to pick up the check every time.
0: I like I like that approach. I don't think any woman has ever done that with me before. Really? And these That's are all... And it's also women that I've that I've literally, you know, have seen multiple times. And they have never said, like, oh, I've got the next one. I think the only time that that happened, actually, this was summer. Yeah, so this was fairly recent. I went out with a girl, and I went to the bathroom at the end of the day, and she paid for the entire thing. Really? Yeah. And I was like... Is everything okay? Like, did you wanna like? Were you trying to leave before I came back? Like, that's fine. If like, I'll let you go. And she was like, "No, I had a really great time, and I just thought I should buy this." And I was like, "Okay," and then I said, "Well, I will get the next one," and that turned into, you know, we ended up having a date and we ended up making out that night, you know, after the date was done. So, but that had never happened to me before. But did she you have was a also, second date
1: with her though?
0: Yeah, she was she was weird. Um, she ended up just coming to my apartment a bunch there of times. There you go,
1: though. Like <laughs> but, This is like proving my point, Ian.
0: <laughs> that I should let girls... So I should go to the bathroom when the check comes.
1: No, you feel like you thought she was weird. <laughs> and it just happened to be that she picked up the check. And now she's weird. And nothing progressed with her.
0: Well, I think every date that I'm on, I feel weird in some way. It's just because, you know, we become veterans at it. it. It's like a professional sport.
1: Yes. And I think... I think there's always, but I think that's like what is exciting about dating and also agonizing about dating is that like excitement to build up to it. And I think the most nerve wracking thing, especially in 2019 now, is are they gonna show up? Like, I think that's like the most nerve wracking thing for me is like, I don't ever wanna show up before he does (laughs) and worrying about, okay, we've made these plans, but am I gonna get stood up right now? That is, I hate that feeling.
0: So, you've been stood up before? No, I haven't. So why is this that's an irrational fear? Because That's I, like saying I hope the person that doesn't – or I hope the person that shows up isn't a serial killer. Well, well you haven't been killed I, yet.
1: Well, I've never, been on a, I've never been on a blind date and I've never been on a, a, a dating app date. So I've always known what the person – I've always – I know the, who the person is before I'm showing up. Well – But it could have been like I met them drunk yeah, at a bar on a Tuesday right. and we're going out on a Friday. But – and I'm like, okay, well, my drunk brain is a little different than my sober brain. So sure. I don't know what this guy's gonna look like. Well, I know, but um no, I, I think it's an irrational fear and it's not something that's happened to me, but it'll always be there, I think, until it happens.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I also have never been stood up before. But yeah, that's just it's interesting because that's never been I think my irrational fear would be maybe that a girl got there before me. Oh, really? Maybe I yeah, I don't know. I, I show up to everywhere ridiculously early.
1: I, I'm I'm early too, but that's just because I'm punctual.
0: Well, like if we were on a date, I would be at that date 20 minutes before you.
1: Okay, that's kind of weird.
0: Yeah. I like to be like situated and I like to have everything like ready. It's not I a know. job
1: interview, Ian.
0: <laughs> that's how, yes, it is. How is How is dating not a job interview?
1: It's a different skill set.
0: I don't know. Is it really? Like, think think about your conversation skills. Talk about being humorous and keeping people engaged, showing them that you have the skills for a future. It's the exact same thing.
1: Okay, all right. I concede that one.
0: I I turned you around on that one.
1: Well, I've only been not offered a position once from a job interview, but I've definitely had more (laughs) unsuccessful dates than I've had job interviews. So I'll take job interview over date any day of the week.
0: And I'll give you that. I'm with you on that one too, but I just—I mean the concept in general of selling yourself because that's what you're doing. You're, you're selling. See, yourself I disagree.
1: To I disagree. I think, and I think this is why my approach to dating is different, but also probably why I'm still single. I am less trying to sell myself and more trying to find out about the other person. I think on a date, I would rather hear them talk more than me, and I like to talk a lot, and you know that.
0: And you—you you definitely do. That's why we're doing this, but that's—but <laughs> also though. That is a very different dynamic. So you've already, in most cases, you've got a guy on his back feet anyways. Because what we're told when we go into dates normally is we're supposed to be the ones to ask questions and shut up and listen to the girl talk the whole time. If you go through a date and the guy is the one doing all the talking, that's a very bad sign normally.
1: See, I don't necessarily think it's the guy doing all the talking, but I just try to ask more leading questions. And not so much so that I'm getting all this, inf- but I, I'm very analytical in the sense where I'd rather have more information than give more information sure. and rather remain a little bit more mysterious at the end of it and make and see if I actually am into him. But not to say that there hasn't been dates where I've talked more or anything, but I think my general objective when I start is try to find out as much as I can about him.
0: Yeah, because he's still selling himself to you.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, not necessarily. I honestly think the best dates that I've had are just conversation just starts and it's not anything that's like job interview questions where it's like start and answer well, right, new right, question. Right. It's just right. general conversation. But I think that's like important to note because I don't feel that everyone does that on a date. Right. Sometimes I think it's very much question answer and those are the worst. Oh, if for I sure. feel like I'm on a job interview, like no, thank you. Thank you. Next.
0: No. Oh. Can you, <laughs> <laughs> the The worst thing about Sophie is she likes certain really bad music, like she likes some very good music, but some really bad music, so: I'm
1: very diverse and unique in my taste. Ian. And you better not cut that out.:
0: Well put, yeah, I definitely <laughs> <cutting that out. laughs> I'm surprised I got the reference. Um, that's what I'm surprised about.:
1: You're friends with me, Ian. Of course, you got the reference.:
0: I don't know. Were you going around drunk the other day singing that song?
1: Oh, uh, definitely was.
0: I wasn't listening. There's a there's a time where I can tune you out. Oh, it's part of it's just part of my process. <laughs> just the way it is.
1: <laughs> I think part of my personality is not letting people tune me out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see. That.
1: <laughs> I was once told by a close friend that my best and worst quality was my shamelessness.
0: Sure. Well, look, that's why, like I said, that's why you're doing the podcast right now. Yeah. That's the way it yeah. works. So that is a lot different. Because just being a guy, I can tell you that that's not normally how dates go. I mean, that's not normally what you're supposed to think. Because I've been told by women before that the worst dates they have is when they're asking all the questions and the guy is doing all the talking.
1: And No, I agree with that. But I think what I'm trying to get across is if it feels like an interrogation from him. Right to me, then I'm not enjoying myself. If it's more conversation-like and I feel like I'm actually getting to know him, I enjoy that much more. But also if he's showing interest in in me as well. If I'm if I'm learning about him, but then he's showing that he wants to know more about me, I think that's... So not necessarily... I'm mean, I like 60-40, like I would say. Nothing like crazy, sure. but I don't necessarily think 50-50 is how any dates go.
0: Well, I think one of the lessons that... Hopefully people that are listening out there are getting is that for a date conversation is the best thing. Like that is what you want. You want to go on a conversation where you're going off on tangents and you're coming back to random stuff and you're just enjoying yourself to the point where you lose track of time and you're really just enjoying being in that moment, right?
1: Much like this podcast, Ian.
0: Exactly. See, that's why I'm so good at what I fucking do. <laughs>
1: <sighs> but but that being said, to all your listeners, no movie dates. That is very much... I
0: hate movie dates.
1: Middle school, high school. That's... I don't ever ask... Because no. you're just basically saying that I don't want to talk to you.
0: Right. And then I want to be in an awkward position where I'm sitting next to you and I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if you're enjoying yourself. I don't know any of that kind of stuff. Plus, I'll tell you another thing that would completely ruin it for me. No matter how hot the girl was, no matter how like we got along on a date... If we're at the movies and she's talking to me, oh, I'll lose Pat my thief. mind. Yeah, Pat I can't. Thief.
1: I didn't just pay fifteen dollars and probably another fifteen dollars on popcorn because I do get the biggest popcorn and soda <laughs> for you to fucking tell me what's going on in the movie. Like, shut up.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't go. Actually, that's that's interesting. I just saw about that. I don't think I've ever been to the movies with someone that I'm not in a relationship with?
1: I think the last time that I went on a movie date, I was in the eighth grade. Wow. Yes. So. And I think no.
0: that was only four years ago. <laughs> oh, screw <you>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, because that's, that's all you could do back then, because, yeah. yes, you could afford a $10 ticket or however much. It, no, I think it was eight bucks back then.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably somewhere around there. And it it was something that, for some reason, your parents didn't worry about as much for some I and I don't know why cuz you're in a dark place and I've heard some stories and I've had some things happen in movie theaters that
1: and We've all done some things in movie theaters.
0: Exactly. But that's still a weird you're absolutely right. I think telling people not to do a movie date, you know, especially for a first date. Like that would And be I insane. also
1: think I'm a big advocate for unique dates, but not on a first date. Right. First date should always be something that doesn't have a long-time commitment and has an easy exit strategy.
0: For sure, yeah.
1: I've been a big fan of lunch dates as of recently. And many people are like, that's very friend zone. But I'm like, no, because you're actually spending time getting to know the person.
0: Right. So there's no
1: expectation of a nighttime of like going home with them or anything like that. So I actually, I went on my first lunch date recently and I actually really enjoyed it.
0: Oh, good. Okay. Now, is that lunch in between your working schedule or is that like a weekend lunch?
1: Oh Well, I just happen to have a weekday off. Okay and so did he so we Mm -hmm. went we went to lunch okay but that's a that's a that's also a good point i wouldn't go on a date in the middle of my workday schedule just one i don't take lunch during the work
0: oh right right some people do that though that's like one of the new trends or something is that that gives you a reason to leave as well if you have to
1: that's again only if i think i was dating the guy like if Mm -hmm. it was my boyfriend taking me out to lunch then yeah but not somebody cuz again this is like if i'm having a good time i wouldn't want it to end because i have to go back to work
0: No very true but then it also gives you that whole ah, longing is the wrong word but that anticipation of the next yes. time you know that kind of thing which there is to be quite honest there's something to say about that in a generation where we're gimme 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 instant gratification
1: 100% agree with you and i think that's a great segue into do you sleep with girls on the first day <laughs> Talk about gratification,
0: right? As a general rule, yes. All the time. Every single one of them. No, come on. <laughs> that, it's it's unrealistic. It's unrealistic no matter what quote unquote type of person you are, that you're going to get to that position a lot of the times. Like,
1: I don't think it's unrealistic, but I think it's a mistake. And and, and let me tell you, I used to have a different opinion on this. Okay, I used to be like, if you're feeling somebody, if you're feeling it, there's no reason you shouldn't like I hate this sure. idea of you have to wait X amount of dates before you hook up with somebody right. But recently, my idea my ideas on this has changed because I th- honestly think you if you do give that in too quickly, mm-hmm. it is much easier to lose interest
0: but then wouldn't you go back to something that you I think had said before earlier where then it's just not right anyways because if that was the goal of the person. Then are you saying that in that time, let's say it's three date or four date rule, whatever the bullshit is, let's say it's one of those. Are you saying that if that guy had slept with you the first night, that he wouldn't be interested because that was his goal to sleep with you. But then if he had gone for three more dates, he would have found something else that he liked more to keep him around after he had sex with you on the fourth date.
1: See, I think the error in that is assuming that it's just the guy that gets disinterested
0: because I've. Well, I'm talking I'm talking to you.
1: Yes, I think personally, it's the taboo of girls aren't as sexual as guys is completely false.
0: Completely false. Yes. The
1: reality of the situation is, girls want it just as much as you do, and
0: well, yes, n- maybe not as much as me, but
1: <laughs> girls want to have sex on the first date. I want I've done it. I've wanted to do it, but so, I've held back because I think once you do, it's just. The expectations and everything changes, and even my attitude toward it changes because I'm then I'm trying to find something wrong with you.
0: Interesting. And this
1: might sound weird, but I'm like, okay, well, this guy's not right because of this reason.
0: Because not because he because he would have sex with you on the first date.
1: No, not because he would. Because I mean, let's be real. Who has great sex on the first date?
0: I have. I honestly have. But you're right. It's probably like ten percent. Yeah, it's it's rare. Because you're learning. You're learning about each other.
1: I've had very few scenarios where I've had good sex the first time I've had sex with somebody. Very few. Not to say that it hasn't happened, but usually, like, again, and one of the scenarios, the chemistry was really there. Mm -hmm. But we ended up having, I ended up having, like, somewhat of a relationship with this guy. And the the sex just plummeted. So it started off really great, and then it just plummeted. Because I don't know why. That's a whole other episode. But... (laughs) I think it is possible, but I think it's, you're opening up a can of worms. I think literally. not necessarily, yes, literally.
0: I got to throw those jokes in every once in a while.
1: Literally. No, I think I'm much more, I understand the idea of waiting a lot more now than I did in uh, in prior youthful years.
0: True. But knowing you for as long as I have, I was pretty sure you've never had great sex. Uh- <laughs> You asshole. I think I said that to you in person.
1: I think there's always a potential for having better sex. Do I, I Do I want to say that I've had the best sex of my life? No, because... Well, you
0: want to hope that there's still more coming.
1: Obviously, because if I've had the best sex of my life already, then that's pretty disappointing.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's very true. Because so, I'm not
1: having sex with anyone that I've had sex with previously, right now, so...
0: Yeah, oh, I like how you put right now in there, though. Well, You can backtrack. You can always fall backwards at some point.
1: I don't believe there's any potential for any previous guys to come back into my life. I generally, uh, not hit it and quit it, but once I've decided that I'm not having sex with them anymore, generally don't keep up the communication. Right. Because I don't see the point. What's the point? Well, sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I totally get that. So I'm trying to think because actually I don't think anyone, I know we haven't talked about that before. I don't know if anyone has ever talked to me about that either. The whole, you know, first date sex thing. I know I've turned it down. And that actually happened. Really? That actually happened recently. Yeah. There was a girl that I went out with. We were on our second date. So it wasn't first date. But first date was a pretty like, you know, it was a basic get to know you kind of thing. And this was Mm -hmm. another online dating app. So first date, it was that second date. We just had this night where we just clicked. And on the second date, she drove me home. It was like high school again. She stopped the car. I was going to leave because I can tell everyone this. I have no idea when the right moment to kiss a girl is. Mm. Absolutely no, no idea. That's like the worst thing that I do.
1: That's a good thing to talk about too.
0: We probably should because I yeah. look, I'm not, I, I have been told this is the bragging point of how good I am at kissing, oh but God. I never know. I never know when. So I was about to leave the car. I was I was ready to say thank you. Like, this has been a great night. You know, I can't wait to do it again. And she goes, you know, you can kiss me. So I joked about it because that's always a weird, you know, thing to say. And then I did kiss her. And then she got over the armrest.
1: Oh, my God.
0: It was movie. It was movie high school. <laughs> and we did that for probably like an hour plus. And she was like, hey, you know, it'd be great to go into your apartment so we can continue this. I was like... In my head, I was thinking, it's already been a really long night, and I think I should say no so that the next time she'll want to do it more, and that's exactly what happened.
1: See, I don't think that, and this is very, very much sexist, <laughs> but I've rejected guys, obviously, on the first date or second date, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I was rejected, I don't think that I would come back. For, I would think, okay, well, I would say, fuck you. Thank you, next.
0: The catchphrase. So, once again, though, you're right. I'm, gl- I'm glad that you mentioned that as sexist because I was, I was thinking that I was thinking the way a woman might think. If we go in and we do this, and for one, if I'm not that good that night, then I lose my opportunity because it's been a fucking long night and we've been drinking all night. So, if that's not as good, then I lose this opportunity. And two, it almost made me think that she would want more. Because I'm being the gentleman of turning it down. You see what I mean?
1: Yes. I think where it would be different for me is if... Not if I... which sounds like she threw herself at you. Not that I would th- throw myself over an armrest. No, <laughs> not my style. Um, <laughs> personally, but I mean, more power to this, to this girl. But if it wasn't even an expectation of... Oh, I'm trying to get you, I'm trying to get you to come in my apartment. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, though, at the same time, I almost want the offer because I want to know that he's at least interested in that. But that and that sounds so uh, I know crazy.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I guess the way I thought of it was, if we're making out and we're doing all this stuff where she's basically taking her shirt off and we're already doing that, I'm showing the interest, but I'm trying to show her that I want something a little bit more long term.
1: Would you say that, though? Would you say that to her? Like,
0: Yeah. Well, I'm not, not going guy
1: actually stop and say that.
0: So I'm trying to think of, I mean, I don't remember exactly what I said because I was kind of in the moment. But I'm pretty sure that I did say, look, I think we really clicked tonight. I think this is something that can continue. So I don't want to just take you in there and, you know, do whatever and then hope that we get together again. I'd rather us get together again and see if this thing's still going and then take it from there.
1: Okay, that's fair.
0: Because I did want something to happen with her. so did it? Yeah, we were together for like, I don't know, a couple months, and then she text messages broke up with me. So
1: Oh, God.
0: I know the best people.
1: Clearly. Clearly, we've only been picking winners, Ian. This is why we're doing this podcast.
0: No, very true. Very true. All right, Sophie. So I think I just looked at the recorders. We talked about this off air a little bit. I think what we're going to do is we're going to stop right now Because we could just continue on and on and on. And that's not what we want to do. We want people to, you know, listen to this on their way to work and do whatever. So what I'm going to do right now, we're going to stop. Sophie is not ready to give her Twitter information out and have all the people (laughs) that have fallen in love with her voice. She does not (laughs) want those people to follow her yet. So we'll see if that happens further down the line in Ian Hates Love. But you can always get in contact with me, Ian hates. On Twitter, it's at IanHatesPodcast. Podcast. On Instagram and Facebook, it's at Ian Hates. And then you can always email me Ianhates at gmail.com. And what we might do is we might even set up an extra email. So either right now email IanHates uh, at gmail.com or maybe we'll set up another one where people can ask us advice questions. Because I, I think that it. would yeah, that would be who doesn't want advice from people that are unlicensed? and have (laughs) no actual formal training on this other than what life has thrown at them over and over and over again, right?
1: Exactly. Hey, Ian, you might get some dates out of this, we'll see.
0: (sighs) If only. That way I can just talk about them on the show. There you go. Which is terrible. You know this is probably the worst thing for me to possibly do, right? How? Because because now every woman knows I'm going to be talking about them on a podcast that's listened to by thousands of people.
1: We're not even using
0: names. It's true, but I'm sure people can put things together. It would be only be friends that would know. That's it. There you go. Because I don't tell anyone else my stories normally, except for knowing that I'm going to be doing this show. It's just the way it is. So, I think that's a good end for the first episode. Now, this is something I do on the other shows. Sophie, I'm going to ask you, do you have any final words for everyone?
1: I think uh, I hope you enjoyed this first episode of Ian Hate's Love. It's been a long time coming. But uh but, um, but yeah, let's let's see where this takes us.
0: And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks everyone.